Hi, I'm Hassel. And I'm JP. And this is Pulled Corks. Podcast. All right, everybody, we finally got JP back from Japan. Yeah, I'm still a little jet lagged, but yeah, it was a ride. A, a really interesting ride. I could talk about Japan like for hours now. But、uh, we are still on the sake train. Like after our last episode with Christopher Hughes,、um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my experiences at a very traditional sake brewery. And we also have a little interview. Yeah, and this brewery,、uh, we are actually kind of close with one of the、uh, family members,、uh, our good friend Satoshi, who came out to visit us、uh, last year. And we went to Burgundy and, and all over the place. <laughs> All, yeah, Jura,、uh, a lot of the German wine regions. Yeah, you, you, you have to know, we, we live right in, smack in the middle of the European wine world. So we can do all these little tours that are really interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. And、uh, so you went out there this time to see、uh, his neck of the woods and、uh, his family's brewery. Yeah. So, his family's brewery is one of the oldest breweries in、uh, Kyoto, Japan. So, the old capital of Japan. Very traditional. So, I took the bullet train, the Shinkansen, which takes like just two and a half hours、uh, ride from Tokyo down to Kyoto. So, I, I did that in a day trip. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's better than how I did it. Last time I went from Tokyo to Kyoto, I drove it. <laughs> oh, and, I did, and I did not take the expressway. <laughs> <laughs> It's like traveling like in the Middle Ages. Yeah, and the other good thing about the Shinkansen is they have a very interesting wine, beer, and sake service. So I had a good drink in the morning on the train, like all, most of the Japanese businessmen. This is one of the. Yeah, rare opportunities where in Japan it's totally okay to have a drink in the morning. So I arrived、uh, in Kyoto at lunchtime.、Mm-hmm. Uh, had some wonderful uh, artisanal han- handmade、uh, soba noodles and then、uh, took the local train to、um, the area of Fushimi. Fushimi is really famous for sake, like the big、uh, shot Gekkeikan comes from there. They yeah, have a very interesting water.、Mm-hmm. Hmm? I said, I, I know that area. I've been, I've been to uh, Fushimi, yeah. Yeah.、Uh, especially the temple, the Fushimi Inari. Yeah, that's、uh, a rice god. So that's the other connection to sake.、Mm-hmm. And the water is really famous in, in、uh, Fushimi. It's a very soft water, it comes about 60 meters underground. Very clean, very soft, very round. And also, kind of full body water. They gave me that water to drink between my tastings. Right. And it was amazing. Like, you could really find that water reflected in the sake, like that body of that water, that roundness, softness.、Mm-hmm. And in Japan, it's、uh, called a feminine style of sake. It's, right. A, it's a very round, refined, elegant style. They really hit the spot at the brewery. So, I took the local train there, and then、um, Satoshi's brother picked me up in his car, and we drove a little to the brewery. And the building is from the 1920s, from the Taisho era. Originally, the brewery is about 450 years old. 
and was located in the center of Kyoto. And they moved to Fushimi because of the water, 1920s, and also to expand the capacity of the brewery. Oh, that's pretty awesome. And the buildings are still kind of in the original state. They had a little fire a couple of years ago, and their koji room that was a traditional wooden koji room uh, burnt down, and now they have a stainless steel room. Okay, yeah. I arrived there. They gave me a very warm welcome, uh, showed me around in the brewery, completely uh, spotless clean. So they really take care about don't not bringing in any microbes they don't like. So you have to wear a, a net on your head and rubber boots. And when you go inside, you have to go through a disinfection uh, process with the boots and everything. So they really take care of cleanliness. Oh yeah, they just—they don't want any nasties. Yeah. They just want some—they uh, just want the koji yeah. and the and the yeast. So I got introduced to the president uh, Shiko Kimura, Masaki Kimura, who is uh, our friend Satoshi's brother, and then Maho Otsuka, who's the brewmaster, and she's one of the few female brewmasters in Japan. Uh, in back in the day, it was even uh, said it's bad luck to have a female brewmaster. It's not good for the sake. Uh, women cannot brew, and it's also a hard physical labor job. So they don't entrust a woman usually with that position of leading a team of rough guys in a very hard physical labor setting. Right. But this girl, she studied actually at one of the highest ranked universities of Japan, like the Kyoto University uh, Agriculture. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she got into sake somehow and tried to get a job with the sake brewery, but they only offered her office jobs. Right. So even at uh, Shotoko, she got just an office job she didn't really like because she didn't really work on the product itself. And then she saw the old brewmaster got really old and was ready to retire, and she followed him around from like 3 o'clock in the morning, taking notes taking notes of every step he did. And once he got ready for retirement, she was the only person who knew everything. Who knew everything in, oh, in the that was pretty months. slick. So she just and kind she of... had it documented on paper. So they were kind of forced it. to give her the position. Very nice. <laughs> like so, they yeah, say, you know, dress for the job you this, want. <laughs> yeah, all this dedication paid out in the end. And now she's actually doing a very, very conservative style of sake like she does uh, tank aging after the brewing for like 12 months and then some more bottle aging uh, to make it really stable really round and her goal is that you can drink it at any temperature from on the rocks to steaming hot that's really cool delicious delicious at every temperature yeah it's 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 not like a, a charming daiginjo style even their daiginjos they're kind of restrained very elegant so, yeah, the tasting was amazing. Um, and she also uh, revived the, the Kimoto method, which is more or less a spontaneous uh, fermentation method. Okay. So that's why they have to be so uh, strict about the cleanliness rules, because they work with the bacteria in the brewery. Okay, got it. Stuff that's from the air. Yeah, we were talking about that Lambic beer method uh, with Christopher Hughes last week. Mm -hmm. It's not as funky as that because they really control what's getting in there. 
Right. And that's very... So it's a very different style. But the lactic acid fermentation, lactic acid bacteria in the sake are not from a lab. They are from the environment. And that's making it very different and very unique. Yeah. That's very cool. So you got an method of brewing. It died out at the brewery and she brought it back. That's her biggest uh, contribution to the style of sake in Shotoku Brewery. Cool. And uh, you got an interview while you were there. Tell us yeah, about that. Absolutely. Uh, with uh, Hisato Kimura. She's the international sales manager. So she just came back from Hong Kong on that day and wanted to meet me and came in. It was her day off, actually, and came in just to meet me. And then she was kind enough to give me like a little interview, too. In English. All right. And uh, all of you listening, we have that interview for you guys to hear. So without further ado... Hello from Japan again. This time I'm in Kyoto, Japan, uh, in a really ancient uh, sake brewery, Sakagura, in Fushimi, Kyoto, which is a very famous place for producing sake. I'm talking to Hisato Kimura, uh, the international sales manager from... Uh, Shotoku Shuzo uh, Shotoku Sake Brewery. Hello. Hello. Can you talk a little bit about the brewery first so people uh, can know a little bit about you and your products? Okay. Uh, Shotoku is established in 1645, so we have a uh, 370 years history, and now we have a female brewer master, Maho, Maho Otsuka. She making our sake. Uh, that's very special. Like two very special things. Uh, your brewery is older than most wineries in Germany, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, also a female uh, brewmaster. I heard that wasn't common in Japan for a long time. Uh-huh. Yes. And we have uh, uh, so, so many kinds of sake, and we adhere over the uh, sake rice variety. Mm-hmm. Mm, and young brother, Nishiyama brothers, make uh, our sake rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we choose uh, sake rice variety for each sake. So very local, uh, yes, local. production mm-hmm. and a very tight connection to the producer yes, of the yes. rice. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. making sake face-to-face. Oh. Yeah, this is almost like wine, where the mm. uh, winemaker actually makes the grapes too, but you have yes. like really close partners to yeah, deliver yes. the rice to your mm. brewery. Uh, that's really mm. interesting, because in, in this globalized world, it's not mm. common anymore that oh. you get your products locally. Aye. And uh, we have a prompt to uh, uh, good, good water in uh, well. So yeah. we pump up to uh, water from 60 meters uh, under. Underground. Underground. Yeah. Mm, it is very uh, silky, uh, soft taste water. Yeah, I just had the opportunity to taste that water. It's, it's kind of like a silky, soft, but also full-bodied mm-hmm. uh, taste you can find in the sake. It's really reflected in, in the final product. Yes. Um, if you have tasted that water once, I, I don't think you will forget... Mm-hmm. Uh, that flavor, that impression in your mouth. Yeah. So we have three types of your sake today. I think uh, they are very attractive for wine drinkers and also uh, for foreign uh, sake enthusiasts. So yeah, what what do you have here today? Uh, today we have a 
sweet taste Junmai Ginjo and so, Junmai Ginjo uh, yeah mm. as we talked in our episode uh, with Christopher Hughes this is like a higher polishing grade a higher quality sake premium sake and uh, here we have a, a sweet variety a slightly sweet variety uh, this is uh, this method is uh, special we use uh, sticky rice uh, rice variety uh, at last time mm. so this is the rice you use uh, to make the japanese sweets right yes yes mm. mochi mochi yeah <laughs> mochi is becoming famous all over the world Yes. So I, I think this will uh, go well uh, with the mochi boom. Yeah. Mm. So uh, it has a slightly sweet, not too sweet, mm. Mm. sake. And uh, it goes well with cheese and uh, sweet dashi food. Oh, I so think. The, the Japanese uh, stewed dashi yes. food. Yeah, and the soupy food. Yeah, interesting. So I tried this uh, just with the brewmaster, and I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, what temperature would you recommend to drink this at? Uh, from cold to hot. Uh, so it's universally usable. Yes, yes. Yeah, I I heard your sake is very versatile, so you can mm -hmm. heat it or you can drink it chilled or at room temperature, and it's always delicious. Yes. Mm. It's, it's our uh, sake's character. It say kande yoshi, hiyade yoshi in Japan. So yeah, it's uh, as well chilled as it is uh, warm. Mm. So you can enjoy it in many ways. So one of this of of these bottles can give you many different ex experiences of sake in one bottle yes. if you change the temperature. Yes, I love uh, this hot. Uh, sake at a hot temperature and I, mm. you can enjoy your umami mm. a lot yeah mm. the Japanese umami taste mm. we were talking about that before in the episode with Christopher Hughes that this umami is a very special feature of sake and in this one you can enjoy it a lot um, okay um, also I have to mention the labels I will put that up on Instagram later uh, it is a beautiful label with like a pink flowers which really transports uh, the, the flavor of this sake and the character of this sake is very well made thank you next next uh, i introduce a uh, dry type dry original sake it, mm -hmm. the alcohol percentage is 18 mm -hmm. so, so this is a kind of a stronger sake is this uh, undiluted so no water added like Yes. Like it comes out of the brewery, like the Genshu style? Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It is also almighty sake. You can enjoy rock style too hot. Oh, you can even drink it on the rocks. This is amazing. If you have never had sake on the rocks, I recommend uh, get a bottle of this and try it out. It, it has a very crisp taste. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And first you can enjoy a soft uh, aroma. But and uh, last, you can enjoy a very dry taste. Yeah. That's uh, an interesting feature. If a sake says dry on the label, you, you shouldn't confuse it with dry on a wine label because it's very different from that. I would say it's kind of sweet in the beginning and very round and expresses the character of the water here very well. And then it 
basically cleans up your mouth and makes a crisp impression in the aftertaste, which is very interesting with food because you can just go on eating and drinking for a long time. This is, uh, again, a tokubetsu junmai, so again, a pure rice sake, no alcohol added. Yeah, I, I like this really much. I, I enjoyed that. So let's go to the last one. This is a kimoto style. Uh, kimoto is traditional method of making sake. It takes time and effort. Now, our brewer master revived yeah. this style of sake. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a very deep uh, aroma, a deep, deep taste and good aroma. Mm-hmm. It is also has a, a good for hot style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that. Like, it has a lot of that umami again. And uh, also, it's um, a bit more complex than the other yeah. sake, which is very straightforward, very clean. Yeah. This is a little bit funky, a little bit complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for the advanced wine drinker. They mm-hmm. can enjoy it a lot. And it also is uh, super interesting with food. Yeah, you're right. Very complex uh, taste and aroma, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you to your brewmaster for reviving that method. <laughs> yeah, I hope it will spread out again all over Japan because it takes a lot of work and effort. And uh, I like that we have a young, motivated generation of sake brewers who bring this back yeah. for all, all of us consumers in the world. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you very much. All right, we're back. And uh, that was uh, pretty cool, man. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the interview and learned something about sake. Whenever you find products from Shotoku Brewery, give them a try. They're good at any temperature. I also got a t-shirt that's, uh, that says Kande Yoshi Adios, so it's good hot and as, as well as cold. So they're, they're really proud of uh, making a very versatile style of sake. Yeah, enjoy it. And if you want to learn more about sake, wine, um, spirits, beer, just follow us on Facebook, Pulled Corks, or on Instagram. That's Pulled Corks. <laughs> Or JP Pulled Corks. And uh, we also have a Twitter. And a beautiful website. And a beautiful website. So we hope to hear some feedback from you guys. Let us know what you think. We know you're out there listening. We look at the analytics. So uh, get in contact with us. Don't be shy. And if you really like us and want to support the show and get us traveling more to more exotic locations or have interesting minds, consider our Patreon page. Yes, which is still under construction. Been pretty busy. <laughs> that, yeah, we I need think... any support we can get to keep this show running and the lights on. Absolutely. Not looking to make a big profit off of you guys. Just want to be able to keep doing this. So, thank you for listening today. And until next time, cheers. Kampai. <laughs> <laughs>